Hello, bros. It's time for that hero stuff, bro! That hero stuff! Oh, how are you doing on the day of today? This is James Hall, and welcome to Restoring Heroes, Real Biblical Manhood in a Counterfeit World. Oh, this episode of Restoring Heroes is brought to you by ex-wimpy Christians, written by Justin Watkins. Ex-wimpy Christians, what will happen when Christians embrace their power? And I'm gonna read you just an insert from this book before we get into the nitty gritty of today, <laughs> of the day. Look, this is an insert from the intro. Hush, don't mention Jesus, society suggested. While all the while, chaos, calamity, craziness spit venom into the uh, into our eyes on the global nightly news. While the world right outside our window is scarcely better than the one on the screen on our HD screens, we try to avoid. We've got to do something. Our silence in this season is deafening. With a growing uncertainty, you may ask, where is the voice of God? This is a, that's an insert from XWP Christian who sponsored this episode by Justin Watkins. Go check it out on Amazon, XWimpy Christian. Let's keep on going. So today, this is a, a recap of what we've been talking about for the past 12 episodes, or 11 episodes, sorry, this is the 12th one, 11 episodes. Now, if you're not, not caught up yet, I want you to go catch up on the, the, the 11 episodes that you missed, talking about uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 13, be watchful, stand firm in the faith act like men and be strong we've been dissecting and pulling apart what that really means so it's time for a recap it's time for a recap you ready for it i am so be watchful or vigilant and the, the question is what does that really mean what, what are we talking about being watchful and i want to stick one word with you if you want to take note one word discernment we have to be able to separate a truth from a lie. Be vigilant on what's the truth and what's a lie. See, uh, a banker doesn't learn what a, a counterfeit bill feels like by examining the counterfeit bill over and over and over and over and over again. No, a banker learns or a bank teller learns what a counterfeit bill is by examining the true 20, the true 100, and feeling what the real deal is over and over. Once you feel what the real deal is, your discernment, your touch, your sensitivity changes. So when the real deal is not there, you'll be able to understand that it's fake, that it's a counterfeit, okay? Now we have to be watchful and vigilant against the enemy. See, the enemy is trying to still kill and destroy. So he's going to still kill and he tries to still kill and destroy in your friendships. He's trying to still kill, destroy in your marriage relationships. He's trying to still kill and destroy in your, in your, be, you being a father to your children. He's trying to still kill and destroy 
uh, your joy so you deal with depression and anxiety he's trying to still kill and destroy all those things so you got to be watchful over the enemy that means you got to dive into this word and live in the truth discernment comes from decide di diving in the truth more than the lie just be able to decipher the truth so you got to stand firm in the truth more than the lie okay so and that's one being watchful now this is the big one stand firm in the faith now this is where the rubber meets the road man you have to be able to have your foundations on the rock if your foundation is not on jesus christ you will fail you will stumble and what i mean by that is if jesus and the ways of jesus and the law of jesus and the and the way jesus think is not penetrating your your fire every fiber of your being even to the way you walk even to the way you talk even to the way you do your bills and how you handle business if jesus christ is not pivotal and not infiltrating your your endoplasmic reticulum just the cells this the nucleus of who you are you will fail there will be disaster waiting it's kind of like um romans chapter one where it talks about because they deny the truth and celebrate and, and and um and worship the creation rather the creator god gave them up to list the sin you know the the effeminate gave them up to the, the being a all those things he gave them up to doing things in their body that they ought not to do it's because of the mindset of the person they did not stand firm in the faith they gave up what was what is true they switched the truth for a lie so you can't stand firm in the faith if your foundation is not built on the truth you see how all this blends in so first have your foundation on jesus christ number two be careful of close counterfeits if you squint your eyes a black hebrew israelite because of all the racial tension in the world right now a black hebrew israelite sounds good sounds real good black superiority blackness hey we the we the gods we the kings we the blah, blah, that sounds really really good to someone who has been ha, will not has not stand firm in what the bible actually says about race and the bible what that bible actually says about us being of one blood if you squint real hard jehovah's witness sound really really good you know, oh man, that's 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 real good, man. You know, when we get together, everybody's on the same curriculum. I mean, it's no, it's everything's on unity and, and and not not, you know, not telling the fact that you know their founder, you know, predicted the end of the world several times and was found a lie. And in a, a one hundred and forty-four thousand is not talking about um, people outside the children of Israel. It's in, I mean, that's in Revelations, but neither here nor there. Um, not and in Mormons, if you close your eyes, if you squint, of course, counterfeit that will fit for you. But they just realize that people that are not white just in the 70s and 60s just realize that uh they're they're worth saving. They didn't believe that people are darker complexion and it was worth saving. Um if you squint, those close those close counterfeits will take you if your foundations are not on Jesus Christ.
if you're not standing firm in the faith. If you're not standing firm in the faith. So let me get to my notes before I go off. And the next one, the reason why you want to stand firm in the faith is for your legacy. For your legacy. You have to be able to stand firm in the faith because the things that you do for your children and your will last for your children's children. If you don't pick up the word, if you're not solid on the Bible, it's going to be hard to teach your son and your daughters how to be solid, solid in the Bible. If you're not, if you don't understand that the, thy word is truth and you go stand on the word, it's going to be hard to teach your children. And it's going to be hard for them to teach their children. Because believe it or not, man, it 90% of families will turn to the faith that the men go first. That's all I'm saying. That's why we need to stand firm in the faith. All right. So let's keep on moving. Act like men. Now, this is this is this is like this is how you kind of walk it out. Okay. This is how you walk it out. Act like men. Firstly, we give identity. We give identity. Look in the Bible in Genesis. God gave um, gave Adam, uh, brought all the animals for him to give identity to. He even gave Eve her identity. He called her woman. He called her Eve. We are meant to give identity to the things in our dominion. So we tell our daughters that they're beautiful, that they're they're smart, they're a child of God, they're fearfully and wonderfully made. We tell our sons that they're beautiful, they're smart, they're a child of God, they are brave, they're they they have uh, valor. And they they can they can. We tell our daughters that they're virtuous. We tell our wives that she's a virtuous woman, that she's a blessed. Uh, a, a blessing to our household. We tell our wives that they look good before they leave the house. We won't get out, don't get out work by uh, Jimmy John uh, in the break room because he complimenting your wife, but you won't compliment your wife. Don't get out work like that. Don't do it. Don't get, bruh, don't get out work like that. Don't don't have Tyrone. Uh, uh, no offense, my god, friend named Tyrone. Let's pick another name. Let let, let don't have Jaquan um, speaking and don't have uh, 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 John speaking all types of stuff to your wife and you ain't complimenting your wife. You ain't giving identity to your wife. So when she walks out the house, if she goes out to a job, if she walks out the house, that she don't feel automatically feel that. Hey man, you don't have to say nothing to me. I already know my worth because my 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 husband said so. You know what I mean? My my dad said so. So any knucklehead boy come to me and tell me I'm beautiful. Psh, I already got that. I know that. My dad tell me something new. You smart. Psh, tell me something new. My dad told me that. Uh, uh, you like calculus? Yeah. Thank you. Like, bro, no nappy hair boy will have anything. No slick hair boy will have anything. No, no skater boy. He was a skater boy. He like <laughs> none of them will have anything on what you have already given in identity. And also, you reinforce the identity they already have in God. The Imago Dei. That they have value. Let's keep on pushing. Secondly, this is act like man now. I hope you're writing this down. We work hard. Now, we don't shy away from hard work. Because of the curse, we as men sometimes shy away from hard work. We as men sometimes shy away from hard work. We can't shy away from hard work. 
it's, it's hard work to disciple your family in and show them the right way. It's hard work to to uh, to show your your wife love and care, even when when it kind of irritating at times. It's hard work to hold your tongue when you know you're right. But it's more important to to let things pass before you react. It's hard work to do those things. It's hard work. And we can't shy away from that hard work. We can't shy away from that hard work. God has put it in our bones. Our muscle structure is totally different. It's built different. Our skeletal structure is built different. We built for hard work. Our, our, we, we, we gain muscle faster. We gain, like we're built. We, we are built for hard work. Don't run away from it, man. Because that's the only thing that helps our, our families get over those humps, get over the pressure. When it gets hard in your marriage, you got to be able to lean into the hardness and say, uh, 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 come the flood or what was some preacher say? Come hell or high water. We're going to get through this. Oh, we go. We go get through this. It's not. Oh no, we, I. It's no. No such thing as a divorce. We're getting through this. This is gonna be hard, but we got it. We got this. We go get through this. I don't care if we gotta go to a counselor, but we, me and you, we go figure out how to communicate. We go get through this. So that's number two. Number three, we take ownership. See, after the fall, oh, Adam Lord, decided that he was gonna play the blame game. So he, told, he even told God, it was the woman nerves, that you gave me. God, it was uh, your fault. You shouldn't have gave me the woman. She looked too good. I couldn't help myself. It was your fault, right? God said, God has given you dominion. He said when, when they fell, God came through the, the garden and asked, Adam, where are you? Adam, where are you? Because the, the mandate was given to the man at the date of the beginning. The mandate was given to the man. So Adam was in charge. So men, husbands, fathers, you are in charge. You are told to admonish your kids and nurture them in the way of the Lord. You are told not to get on your kids' nerves, but rather uh, raise them up in the ways of the Lord. You are told in uh, Deuteronomy uh, to talk about the the Bible and the highways and byways and and on the and, and put them on your posts and put them on their forehead. You are told to lead. You are told. Even Paul calls Timothy a father, like you are my son. I'm your father in the gospel because. In those days, you learn your craft from your father. That's how you got your work from your dad. Think about Peter and Zebedee. Like, that's how you got your work from your dad. So you have to take ownership of that. This is in your domain. The youth group ain't go do it. Your Sunday school group is not supposed to do it. Veggie Tales is not supposed to do it. You are. Those are supplementary things. Supplement, <laughs> supplementary things. You are supposed to do it with help from others, with supplements, with, with Bible studies, with all that, but the responsibility lies, lies on your shoulder to disciple your family and to lead them in the ways of the Lord. Period. Let's keep it moving. Number three, 
be strong. Now I know, I, I'm gonna get kind of hype on this because this is we just got off of this. So the really, the really you really want to be strong, for real, you gotta be weak. I told you, you have to be weak. You have to understand how frail you are in God, because when you're weak, He is strong. So you really want power. You got to abandon all your strength and give it over to God. Fully abandon. Number two. I'm going to look at these notes again because it's good for me. You got to obey. See, Samson had it wrong. See, Samson thought it was his hair that gave him his power, his strength. But no, it was his, his mother's obedience, which was his obedience to the mandate that God had given him from the beginning, which don't cut his hair because he's going to save his people. Once he disobeyed God in cutting his hair, he was weak, just like any other man. Once you disobey, once you're no longer following uh, the, the scriptures, your power will be stripped away. And, and I don't mean physically God will leave you, but I mean there's no power in your steps. You could, you could, let's talk about business. You could do things and make money, but that money will go away like that. You could do things and 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 and, and shirk businesses and cut cut corners and all that stuff, but guarantee that the, you're gonna have to pay the piper. Oh, the reaper's coming. Oh, the reaper is coming. Once you step out of line and disobey God, oh, the reaper's coming. Oh, he's coming. God will not be mocked. So obedience is strength. Obedience to the word of God is strength. And the next one, you got to lose. You have to lose yourself in Jesus Christ. Once you lose yourself in Jesus Christ, you are, the trade-off is amazing. You get eternal life. You get eternal life. You get Jesus. You get joy. You get you get joy for your mourning. You get you get beauty for your ashes. You get you get I mean you get you get a new new body. New you I mean out of your brokenness he get, he creates a new vessel. Like God, oh I I don't understand a better is there a better exchange than that? If you lose for the cause of Christ, if you lose yourself in Jesus, you gain. Treasures in heaven, life forevermore. Is there any other, is there any greater exchange than that? Ah, man, take this broken toy. All right, I take this broken toy. God takes the broken toy, gives you back a million dollars. Well, what? God, it was just a toy. That's exactly what I wanted. That's all you had. I'm gonna give you this. I mean, just give up your life to Jesus Christ. And he give you a life and in in, in more abundantly. The rich young ruler walked away from Jesus because he had much possessions. And sometimes, husbands, fathers, we walk away from Jesus because we have too much of ourselves. There's too much we feel to lose. It's too much to lose this anger. It's too much to lose this pride. It's too much to lose to uh, lose this unforgiving spirit because my wife should have known that she should have did that. Ah, yeah. It's too much. So you walk away from Jesus. I mean, you you go around them, you pity pat with them, you still go to church, you still save face because that's the American way. We gotta save face, but 
you still walk away. And you say, well, I, I really can't forgive, so let's go to divorce court. Let's do that. You know? You don't want to lose. What's the point of losing? You don't want to lose your pride and swallow it and say, hey, let's work this out. No, 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 no. We got to keep unforgiveness in our house. <laughs> and then, and then, and then the, your legacy is, well, God didn't work. Your kids say, well, God didn't work for you. Well, what are you talking about forgive? You couldn't forgive mama. You couldn't forgive daddy. You couldn't forgive. Well, just talking to men. Only talking to men. You couldn't forgive mama. You couldn't forgive her. You got a divorce. You chose to walk away. So what do you mean God can forgive? God is all powerful. He couldn't keep y'all together. I'm going to digress. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. So we have to lose ourselves. And that's all I got to say about that, man. I really, really, really hope you enjoyed this recap. Look. Don't forget to share and don't forget to subscribe if you're not subscribed already. Don't forget to share with other men because we got to create a, a, a culture of heroes, of husbands that are in the home, pouring into their families and not leaving it up to society, of fathers that are in the home, pouring into their families. That's what we got to do. So until next time, heroes, be watchful. Stand firm in the faith, act like men, and be strong out there. Woo!